Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And you're also listening to Willard and Dibs here with you now, 2 to 6 in the afternoon every single weekday. Those of you who have been with us from 9 to noon for the last year and a half, thank you for transitioning. Those of you who are new to us, welcome. Uh, we, uh, we certainly hope to win you over if you're not already overwhelmingly impressed i don't know um that's uh, that's up to you and yours uh but uh, honestly we know change can be very difficult and so we welcome you and ask you you know give it a listen and uh, and we think we'll have a good time and, and and win you over for sure uh now that said speaking of winning people over i do feel like there is an exodus from warrior fans with regard to jordan pool um maybe that's just emotional Maybe that's temporary, but there is a building thought right now that Jordan Poole, not only has he had what I would characterize as a disappointing regular season compared to last, uh, there is a building thought that he has a hard time really feeling comfortable and knowing how to attack with his game when Steph Curry's on the floor. And some problems are bigger than others. And this one, if true is a huge one. If you can't succeed with Steph Curry, you can't succeed here. And so I'm watching all kinds of things over the last month of this season. It's not only how do they finish and is Draymond Green going to opt out and is Bob Myers going to still be here. I really want to focus on Jordan Poole and find out if the Warriors feel like he is the future piece they really thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year or does he become the centerpiece of the Warriors' reboot in the form of a trade? Well, they paid him like they believe that he is the centerpiece of the future. Now, they didn't pay him like a super megastar, but they gave him an extension before they needed to give him an extension. And John Dickinson, I think, last week was the one who pointed out that they might have given him that deal early in order to use that as a possible trade chip in the future because if Jordan Poole is making what he's making this year, $3.7 million, you can only get $3.7 million back roughly in terms of a trade, so it makes no sense to look to deal him. So if you get into next year and Jordan Poole is making, I think he's making damn near $27 million in next year's yep. contract cycle. So at that point, if you don't think that he fits with this team, if he doesn't fit with Steph Curry, if you don't think that what you've seen from Jordan Poole is going to work, Going forward, then at that point, you can look to trade Jordan Poole and get back similar salary in return, bringing in a veteran who Steph, Clay, and Dre, assuming that Draymond opts in, a player that they may be more willing to play alongside. Because if you think about it next year, you're going to have Gary Payton the second, assuming he's healthy. You're still going to have Kevon Looney. You're going to have Steph. And for this exercise, let's say Draymond opts in. And you're going to have Clay Thompson. So now if you can trade Jordan Poole and bring in a $25 million, $27 million a year type of veteran piece, I think that your championship window stays open for another year. Yeah, like I'm not there yet, but I have concerns. 
And here's what I mean by that. It's not so much can he fit with Steph Curry. I think good players can find a way to play alongside good players. But Jordan Poole this year, last year he announced himself as a dynamic player. Players do that in the NBA. Russell Westbrook's a dynamic player. Um, There are a lot of players who can put up 25 a night. But the question you need to ask yourself when you are a winning organization, you're a healthy organization, when you have figured out how to do things in the playoffs that have been very successful, when you have a winning brand, you have to ask yourself if the player can fit that. And I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if Jordan Poole plays winning basketball. I don't. He's shooting a three-point percentage that's below Draymond Green this year. It's Westbrookian. He falls over a lot. He makes odd decisions. He has made Draymond and Clay and Steph all throw their hands up and sometimes throw their mouthpiece. These things are all true. Do I have sympathy for some of this stuff? Sure. I don't wish that he had been punched in the face. That was ridiculous. But he has exasperated his teammates. He has made all of you pull your hair out, let's be honest. He falls down a lot. He makes weird decisions. He's a dynamic player, and they can't win without him right now. But he oh, yes, also, they can. I don't think. Well, not right now. They can't. The Warriors. Yeah, they actually did on Saturday. Well, no, and no, this, no. This I is mean, where I mean in a bigger sense. Well, I think in a smaller sense, it tells you everything you need to know about the bigger sense. Because in the bigger sense, if you want to look at the series last year against Boston, Jordan Poole didn't play a ton, and you won the NBA championship without Jordan Poole being a big part of it. He was and big in some earlier rounds. He sure was. Big in earlier, earlier rounds. rounds. And he was also big in some spots against Milwaukee on Saturday. But I'm looking at the game log right now, the play-by-play. Four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You're down seven. And Steph comes in. Jordan Poole goes out. Yep. And that was just about all she wrote. Now, he came in for an offense-defense substitution with Kevon Looney. But when it came time for overtime, Looney in, Poole out. So Jordan Poole... If you are really going to be the man going forward, you don't get subbed out for a guy who offensively doesn't present even a thumbnail of what you present. Yet, the Warriors going into overtime felt rightfully that they had a better chance to win that game with Jordan Poole on the bench. There you go. There you go. 888-957-9570. Let's take some calls. Before we do, though, let me ask you a weird question. What, What if you lived in a city called Dibley? How would you feel about that? That would be a little strange. Like if you called radio shows and you're like, hey, it's Dibley in Dibley. That would be really weird. Let's go to Tracy in Tracy. Uh, Hi, Tracy in Tracy. It's uh, Willard and Willard and Dibs and Dibs. What are you doing? (laughs) Hey, man. Great to hear you guys at this new time slot, man. Cool. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Uh, I'm rolling. I'm rolling on my way home. Just got done. Taking my kids to the doctor, you know. I got a three-and-a-half-year-old just went to preschool. She was sick last week. They had to go to the doctor, get a doctor's note. Hey, I'm living the, the daddy dream you, right now. You're living that. You're about that life, Tracy, <laughs> is what you are. Dude, I'm about it, player. I'm telling you, I'm loving it, man. I got a young wife. Dude, you're not going to believe it. I'm 60 years old, and I got a three-and-a-half-year-old and a 16-month-old. Dude, Lord, yeah. it's what I got it. Uh, Tracy, I'm, uh, I'm right there with yeah, you. I'm 54 with a six-month-old. Don't, so. don't tell me I don't believe it. I work with that every yeah. single day. Yeah, yeah. 
Myself, Tracy. I'll give you my answer off the air. We can uh, we can commiserate sometime. Hey, I got a Filipino nurse. My wife's a Filipino nurse. I got lucky. Yeah, you did. <laughs> hey, you guys. It's good to hear you guys, man. I love you guys. You guys compliment Guru and Steiny. You two crack me up, and them guys. I'll, when you guys get, I'll get together on the changeover. I love it. One a one, yeah. These that that obviously got shuffled around a little bit. One fifty, yep, to two ten yep. every day. Whether Steiny likes it or not, totally. That's the deal. And it is uh, it is an appointment situation for all of you. Thank you, Tracy. Tracy, did you have anything on the Warriors, or did you just want to laugh and brag and, about and, your Filipino and, nurse? Yeah, and yell about and <laughs> yell about Dibs' baby. Hey, listen, 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 Jordan Poole, man, he's a youngster, but you know what? Look, hey, if I got knocked in the face, it would be hard. And then you got to follow up and play with a superstar. He just, he's got to know how to get some grit, bro. If he can get some grit and hang in there, you're getting paid. Hey, let's face it. You're getting paid good money, right? Man, just suck it up a little bit, bro. And because look, look where he's at. He's got a lot to learn, man, and he can do it right there, bro. I'm just saying. Get some grit, man up, and learn from the, from the OGs, man. There's a lot to be said about learning from the old Hey, man, I think you, you are Tracy. one, uh, Tracy. Yeah, he's uh, 60 with a 16-month-old. Yeah. My God. <laughs> and a wife. And I thought he's I was pushing the envelope. He's got, <laughs> he's got two kids and a bunch of retirement. You two should start like a little, you know. I got three kids and a bunch you guys of should have yeah. You should have meetings where there's like a circle of chairs and you should sit there. Yeah. And maybe on, I don't know, Wednesdays, you know, hump day. Get yeah. together at like... The club is, uh, it's called Grandpa Daddy. 7.30, yeah. My lady refers to me as Hi. Grandpa Daddy yeah, because my, my name's old enough Dad, to be a grandpa. And I'm a Grandpa Daddy. But I'm actually a daddy, I'm yeah. a young wife. Anytime you have a kid north of 50, you become a Grandpa Daddy. <laughs> One part Grandpa, uh, two parts Daddy. What about north of 60? What's that called? Then you're getting into great Grandpa Daddy yeah, country. Yeah. Um, then you're Tony Randall. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Jordan needs to suck it up. I think Jordan's fine. I think his contract is guaranteed. I think twenty eight point seven yeah. next year. He's uh, going to make a hundred and twenty eight million over four years, starting next year. I don't think it's about that. I don't even think like again. I, the, I think he's onto something though. But the punch is the symptom. Steph Curry throwing the mouthpiece is the symptom. You're right. Draymond Green walking off the court is the symptom. I want to talk about the disease and why we haven't been able to get to a point this year with this being obvious for the better part of six months, why they haven't been able to get to a spot where there's enough chemistry that they could win a road game. Well, what is the disease as it pertains to Jordan Poole and his game? Because we talked about Milwaukee, 25 minutes, he goes 4 of 13, he scores 13 points. The game before that against Memphis, 5 of 10, 22 points, mostly quiet, a lot of free throws. 4 of 12 against OKC, 3 of 11 against the Lakers, 3 of 13 against the Pelicans. He is in a deep, deep funk. But why, Mark? Why is Jordan Poole now suddenly not playing with that same edge? You want me to define the disease? I would love it. Okay. I'll do that coming up next. We're sponsored by 5-Hour Energy. And this is Willard and Debs. I'm about it, player.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, y'all. Again, Willard and Dibs, now 2-6 to six here on 95.7 The Game. Hang with us, right? Let's all do this. Let's uh, let's make it an acclamation sensation. That's a buck. Okay? Yeah. And uh, we'll do this together. Cha-ching! And we'll keep on building. And, uh, and it's going to be fantastic. And the Warriors play the Suns tonight. And Kevin Durant continues to be completely terrified of playing in front of you, the Warrior fan. I don't believe any of this ankle injury stuff. You're telling me that that elite athlete just ripped up his ankle by walking to the rim by himself? Come on. That's not real. Oh, you saw it, though. I mean... I know. It's crazy. Yeah, you saw the way it went. And between the Durant and the Kaminga, it's like, man, warm-ups are more dangerous than we thought. You got to keep an eye on Steph and that two-ball drill. Oh, my gosh. Well, did you see... Speaking of warm-ups, did you see... I did see that. I mean, I I love Steph's pregame histrionics, his tunnel shot, his, I'm playing volleyball, I'm playing soccer, watch me golf. It's all so entertaining. But maybe, Steph, we can put the... 128 foot heave away. No, I'm not. That poor guy. Well, no, He's no. in the protocol. I know, but don't. You don't need to put it away. You just need to let everybody know. Like, hey, Steph's about to hawk the ball, like the length of a football field. If you're standing under the hoop, I'll put some eyes on it. I'm not saying it's his, the kid's fault. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, oh, Saturday Steph did the tunnel full court heave. It comes up just short. There's like a ball boy or whatever Man, underneath the hoop. Innocent bystander. And I mean square between the eyes. Like whack. Yeah. From all the way over the other end. And he needed a few moments to get the cobwebs out. Right. He's fine, by the way, for those of you who were concerned. You, is that confirmed? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was from Warrior Reporters. They checked on right. him. No broken nose or anything like that. He's fine. If it's me, I got three words for you. Law freaking suit? Boxer and Gerson. 
<laughs> I'm going yeah, straight. Exactly. I'm, you know. Exactly. And I, I know Boxer and Gerson wouldn't take the suit. They're too scrupulous yeah, to even do that. Yes. But I thought it'd be a nice way to get them into the show. And they're like, uh, let's see. Okay, first name Dan, last name Dibley. I'm sorry, you'd like to sue Steph Curry? Uh, $100 million. And, and the Warriors? Yes, and, and the maker of and, the basketball. And Joe Lacob. Oh, and, and Peter Goober. <laughs> I want that Goober money, too. And, um, I'm sorry, Naismith. Is that how you spell Naismith? Jimmy, yep. Yeah. Give me okay. Jimmy. I broke my back. <laughs> Give me Jimmy. What are you, the Raiders front office? Totally. Um, anyway. That's a three. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I, what the hell? We, why do we even get to that? I don't even How do we get to the Steph thing? We were talking about pregame is dangerous. Oh yeah, pre it is. Pregame is dangerous. Man, if you okay, the Kevin Warriors, Durant, Jonathan Kaminga with a rolled ankle in pregame. The Warriors would love this. Hey, if you're going to the game tonight, don't show up till seven. Holy hell, it's dangerous in pregame. You don't want to be anywhere near that arena. Or, yeah, or maybe I'm, try this. I'm kidding. If you're going to the arena tonight, show up early, but wear proper protection. I mean, thank you. Uh, at, at all times, big, Thank big, you. big fan of uh, uh, protection. So, uh, but actually, it's already true. Like, um, if you're going to go to Chase Center, you know, now would be a good time to leave. Yeah, now, now is good, and we'll take you all the way there. Okay, the pregame is going to start at six. You got, uh, you got the game coming up at seven. We'll have it covered from every single direction. I do wish, like. I, I don't know. The, 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 the entertainment seeker in me wishes Kevin Durant was playing tonight. Um, the Warrior fan in me is really, really glad that he's not. But check this. I just heard this before the show. And this is courtesy of our good friend John Bloom, voice of the Suns, who will join us in a half hour. He says, and he might be mad at me for saying it before he comes on because he's like, I got a nugget for you. Nuggets? Yeah, no, not Nikola Jokic. He's Thank like, I got, a little, I, got a, I got a thing for you. He goes, did you know that in the Steph Clay Dre era, never before in history have the Warriors been swept in a season series by a team when all throws those three players played in all of the games. Are you serious? Never if, before. If the Suns win tonight. Even a two-game series? If the Suns... I, we'll ask him that. I imagine maybe in a two-game series, but this is the this is a conference this is a four foe. Piece. This is a four-piece. Never before in the history of Steph Clay Dre have they played in all four games and lost all four games to the same team in a season. And if the Suns win tonight, that will happen for the first time. So, in other words. Lay the four and a half. Warriors are winning by twenty-two tonight. You're making the bold assumption that all three of those guys are going to play. Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Which They'll play. You, they I show Draymond. Yeah, I know Draymond. Draymond's we'll dealing with a little bit of the ankle. We'll in and out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Doc Pandy at tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, when you look at it, Steph Curry is now sitting a day away from turning 35. So And showing no worse for the wear. I mean, Make Steph. a little player. Yeah. He looks, I mean... He's uh, he looks as good as ever. Other than all the games he's missed this year, well, <laughs> he's looked great. But I mean, since coming back, <laughs> since coming right. back, and he's got one. The only game they've won since he came back is is firmly on his mantle at home. He won that game, Mama. There went that man. Yeah, and there was some hand down, man down in that game as Damn well. It was. Which, uh, <laughs> you know, you may want to get out there, Brooke Lopez, and put a hand up on your guy. Seriously. Because uh, Steph Curry, good little shooter.
But you're right. That was one that uh, he can put on his mantle. He absolutely carried them in the fourth quarter in overtime. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, again, two tickets to Warriors Spurs, March 31st. I've already guaranteed a win. I will be almost naked on Pier 39 if they lose. So, if you want to see him win, go to this game. All you got to do is download the Odyssey app, listen at 957thegame.com. As you listen, you gain chances to win up to eight an hour. That's it. You just listen, and all of the entries come in. Every single hour, you get another entry up to eight. So download the Odyssey app right now. What are you waiting for? Tickets are courtesy of the Warriors. And as always, if you want more Warrior tickets, go to warriors.com. Uh, let's talk to uh, some of you people. huh? Let's talk to the peeps here at 888 How about um, Ron in Forest Hill? Hey, Ron, what are you doing? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we sure can. Love the new format. I'm, I'm approaching the grandpa-daddy stage myself. I'm 49 with a 3-year-old and a 1-year-old. That's, uh, yeah, that's not Dibley-esque, but are, are you planning for more, Ron? <laughs> no, no, no. We cut that off pretty quick. Okay. Ah, I get that. Well played. That could be undone, by the way, but go ahead, Ron. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys, everybody makes a lot about the, the tradition that Steph and Dre have set up with the Warriors, the, the culture. But if you think about it, uh, did you watch The Captain with, with, with Derek Jeter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember, the, the, you remember when uh, when David Wells called out the, the, the rookie in left field and, and Derek put a stop to it right away? How would you compare that leadership to what Steph did by throwing his mouthpiece and what Dre did by acting like a big baby and walking off the court? And I'll take it off the air. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Ron. I'll call you at home and uh, give you my <laughs> official right. response. Everybody else has to wait. We have to leave the air now in order Sorry to go that. answer this question. But uh, I no. think that in terms of the comparison, yes, the the comparison during the captain, Derek Jeter showed great leadership in protecting a young player. And for the Warriors, this is not a case where Jordan Poole has made one mistake of this nature and they immediately turned on him i think there's a lot more beneath the sur the surface here than what meets the eye and i know this steph curry has comported himself as a leader as a professional in a second to none fashion now if it was just draymond green who lashed out at jordan Poole, you could ex excuse it and say that's just draymond green he's a hothead when steph curry throws his mouthpiece in frustration yeah, to me there's more that's led up to that moment than just a one-off where Jordan Poole should have passed it to him and didn't. I agree with you but I also get a little uh, a little bummed when we're sitting here questioning leadership because someone threw a mouthpiece. Like everybody is entitled to an emotional response this is sports it's emotional. There's a lot going on. There are a lot of people watching. This is not clearly the first time that Steph has been frustrated with something Jordan Poole did on a basketball court. So the only reason we're like, oh my gosh, is this poor leadership from Steph Curry? We're doing that because of the way Steph Curry has always conducted himself, and therefore we're holding him to a ridiculously high standard. That's no different than when LeBron James did the decision. And we're like, this jerk. Well, no, no, no. Like, his teammate just punched, you know, just got arrested for domestic violence. And you're mad at LeBron because you didn't like his TV show? Like, come on. This is the... Steph Curry throwing a mouthpiece is not a big deal. You have a leader on the Warriors who hauled off and punched him. Yeah. 
do not come down Steph Curry's road for poor leadership when one of the other leaders on the team hauled off and socked the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have that conversation. That's what well, we've set, had that conversation. But I mean, right? That's Boy, what set. We. But that's what set this on this road. That was the tone setter well, for the whole I year. Think that we were on this road anyway, and I and I wonder like what else happens between these guys that we don't see that has had us on this road. I don't think that Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole said something one time and it bothered Draymond Green. There obviously is a big backstory. Whatever led up to that moment where Draymond lost his cool, I don't think it was a one-off where Jordan Poole said one thing and Draymond took it to that point. Of course This not. is not to blame Jordan Poole in any way, shape, or form, but the backstory of Jordan Poole and the veterans in terms of what's not going right, this goes back from before this year, and now we're seeing it boil over in terms of Steph Curry on the court, Clay Thompson's frustrated, Draymond Green's frustrated, and Jordan Poole now is playing like he's a lost puppy in many ways. He doesn't know what he's supposed to do out uh, there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. To the point where in some of the big moments they got to yank him. I'd like you know that game Saturday, reminiscent of the Boston series, where there right. were times where we're just like we've got to get him out of here. Uh, Rosie in Campbell. Uh, hey, Rosie, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What you doing? I'm sitting in my car waiting to talk to you. I'm well, glad to hear your voices. Well, thank you. And you're not waiting anymore. Here we go. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. Okay. I think that the problem with Jordan Poole is psychological. I was attacked when I was 15, and, and I wasn't expecting it. Of course, you know, and being attacked when you're 15 is more traumatic than when you're 20 or 22, however old Jordan Poole is now. But I think that he needs some help. He needs therapy, and he needs to talk about what happened to him. Well, because he lost his trust in his team then. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Rosie, you may, you, you might be right. I think we're making some, and thank you, Rosie. Thank yeah, you thank for your you, patience. I, I just, we're making some assumptions there. Yeah, which might be right. But, but I, you know, does he need therapy? I can make the case that everybody does. So, therefore, sure, I guess we can make that leap. But is that specifically what's affecting Jordan Poole? I don't know that. I do. I think that there are still trust issues with this basketball team. They're not all surrounding Jordan Poole. It's surrounding all of them. Yeah. Um, but Jordan, you're right. You called him lost. I do think he looks lost. I think you can literally see it on the court when sometimes, I mean, the falling down is often seemingly coming from, am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to stop? Should I drive now? No. Pull back. Fall over. Turn over. Dunk at the other end. What on earth was that? But that's what we're seeing a lot because the pecking order for the Warriors is out of whack when Jordan and Steph are on the court together. I like like Jordan's numbers aren't as good, but I like him better coming off the bench because he can come in and it's his game for a little while and be the spark and then go back out. It's almost like when he's out there with Steph and Clay's thinking too much, right? Do you guys want me to shoot now? You can't do that. Right. You can't play that way. And they play in a different way than he's most comfortable playing. He likes to have the ball in his hands. He likes to attack off the dribble. He likes to call his own number and get downhill and make things happen. The Warriors' offense at its best is ball movement, player movement. And Jordan Poole himself has said he's not a great catch-and-shoot player. That's why Clay works so well in this offense. He's an elite 
catch-and-shoot player. So ultimately, whether he needs therapy or if he's not comfortable or if he doesn't know what he's supposed to do, I wonder if the long-term fit of Jordan Poole with this franchise might not be here. He might just need a change of scenery because of what happened with Draymond, because of the way he plays, because of where he is in his career. Like I, I, I just I, I think this. It doesn't mean that it can't change. But this year, I don't think this group all enjoys playing with each other. That's pretty clear. It's pretty yeah. easy to see that. And, and, and that is a problem. It doesn't mean you can't get it done. We've had these kind of comps before where it feels like a locker room is a little wild. 2002, San Francisco Giants, doorstep of the World Series, Bonds, Kent, Kenny Lofton. Oof. I mean, you walked into that locker room and clubhouse and it was just like tense. It's quiet. Yeah. But those are baseball players also. Like, I wonder, how much does chemistry matter? Like, you're not at the plate at the same time. But with this style of Golden State Warrior basketball, it matters. There are three guys out there. And if you want to add Looney in, like, there are more. There are guys out there who are like, we have done this a certain way for a long time. And it's an old story. It's like someone new comes along and you want them to fit into, into your box, into the way that you do it. And they're like, but that's not the way I do it. And I've got my own success story of how I got to this point. And that, that creates the rub. And how do you get out of it? And if you're healthy and together, you can find your way out of it. They haven't found their way out of it. And it's hard to find your way out of it when you have a player now like Jordan Poole who is getting paid. He's going to be making $135 million over the next four years, and Jordan Poole rightfully wants to start. When he starts basketball games, he plays differently than when he comes off the bench. But you can't be successful, I don't think, with a starting lineup that includes Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole. Steph Curry's going to start. He's the best player in franchise history. Klay Thompson does not come off the bench. He doesn't want to come off the bench. So now you're left with Jordan Poole. And if Jordan Poole wants to be a starter, and if when he comes off the bench, he doesn't play the same way as you need him to play when he is a starter, now you're in a tough spot, Mark, because you can't start three guards, Kavon and Draymond Green, against a lot of different teams. And by the way, Dante DiVincenzo oh. has earned starts with that restaurant quality that he provides. DiVincenzo. So I, I wonder if you're not at a crossroads this offseason in terms of Jordan Poole. We can't start you because you got two guards ahead of you, and they're both going to start. And if we play you off the bench and you're going to play like this, where you're playing like you're not fully engaged, what are we doing here? Um, I, I don't want to call it the all-new Willard and Dibs. It's uh, it, it, it's the same, right? It's the same Willard and Dibs that many of your listeners have come to know, but now we're doing it two to six. And those of you who are new to us, hello, welcome. And and uh, we're going to work our way into your world. That's the hope. And we thank you for being with us here as uh, as we make these, um, you know, the, these 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 changes and, uh, and, and evolve and all of that right here at 95.7 The Game. Warriors tonight against the Suns. Let's keep taking your calls. And in 15 minutes, the voice of the Suns, our good friend John Bloom, is going to be with us. Bay Area guy, by the way. Uh, he, like Alicia Silverstone, went to San Mateo High School. All right, here we go. Uh, Sean in Fremont. Uh, hi, Sean. You're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? I'm sitting in my car. Uh, just got to the house. But um, I like the new format. I, I'm glad I, can, I get to listen to you on the way home from work. It's great. 
Sean, oh, yeah. thank thank you so much. Are you your 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 phone sounds a little garbly though? You you, you in a good spot? Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Gosh, Sean, I really would have loved to hear what you had to say, but that was uh, that was a little wobbly there. Uh, why don't we try Eric in San Carlos? Sean, call back. Eric in San Carlos. Hey, Eric, what are you doing? I am driving home after dropping my 13-year-old daughter off at theater. Boy, 13-year-old daughter, huh? Am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, oh, man. God. That just gave me a shiver. <laughs> I need a moment. You talk to Dibs. <laughs> okay. Well, Coach Dibs, I'm calling because I'm, I am the living example of a daddy granddad. Nice. And you know my old... This, um, I call him Bpo or Big B or Brian Posadas. Oh. And his kids are my grandkids. So, like you, I went out and I started a new family, and so I have two daughters. Wait, you got two more after you had Beepo? You went out and ran it back? Yeah, and and I, so Jessica and Brian and their four kids. Right. And then I got two more. Oh, man. So I was, I'm where you were 10 years ago. Yeah, but, but Eric, 13-year-old daughter, am I right? Whew. I know. <laughs> You don't even need to. You don't I, even I, need I to have four kids. Four. You get a thirteen-year-old daughter. That's like having twelve children. It it is, but it's so much better than having boys from the age of two to eighteen. Oh gosh! Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's just one. Well, it's more mental than physical. I can see why you had more kids yep. because your son Brian, <laughs> aka Bpo. I coached him at St. Joe's, three years of boys' volleyball, one of the finest young men that you could ever encounter. So congrats, Eric. I hope your your round two kids are as good as Beepo is. Uh, No chance. uh, (laughs) This kid is phenomenal. (laughs) I love it. I I love it. I do have a comment on the Warriors. Let's do it, Eric. I think like you... I think like you did that they traded... I think they traded the wrong young person... At the, at the deadline this year um, because Jordan Poole has got a lot of value out in the league because they people see he can score, he can handle the ball, he's been successful last year. But but what you guys are talking about, him fitting on this team in the near future is not going to happen. His value is now, not two, three years from now. Thank you, Eric. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, Eric. It's interesting about Thanks. that, though, because you can't trade him now because he's only making... $3.9 million. So you could only get 10% either way of $3.9 million. If you trade him, once his contract kicks in, which is 28.7, now you can get a different caliber player because you're not trading anybody for picks. You traded Wiseman for GP2, hoping against hope that he can help you this year, yep, yep. if not next year. If you do move off of Jordan Poole, you're getting a real grown-up Well, back. here's the thing. I mean, have you ever called an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend, especially after you've had a couple? Like, the Jordan Poole is the guy that the Warriors can't quit. Like, they can't quit that guy. Even though he drives them nuts, they're going to call him back at some point after they've had a couple of beers. Uh, James Wiseman cannot help the Warriors right now. In fact, he was making them worse. But Steph, Clay, and Dre, this is why. Why do you think Jordan Poole frustrates them so much? Right? You ever watch the War of the Roses? 
You, like, in order to be mad, there has to be some sort of care or love in there, Kathleen too. Turner and Michael Douglas. Hey, absolutely. So, a like, violent piece. Oh, my gosh. There was, remember the chandelier part? <laughs> Holy crap. But anyway, point being is those guys know they can't win this year without Jordan Poole. That's why they're so upset. Because he won't do what they want him to do. But they know they need him to do it. That's the rub, in my opinion. Well, also James they Wiseman see... can't do it. Jordan Poole won't do it. Well, Jordan Poole difference. can do it, but he doesn't consistently right. do it. He and won't. that's what makes him... I, I don't know if it's he won't or... I don't well, know what hasn't. his situation is. He, yeah, hasn't. he, he certainly he, has. He doesn't but, defend. And why hasn't yeah, he? he doesn't defend. He doesn't. He, he shot. He shoots at the wrong time. Like it's just he makes odd decisions. Well, I don't even mind his aggressive mistakes. The thing that that kind of gets me about the Jordan Poole we've seen certainly of late is when he gets into this tentative mode. It's almost as if not that he's sulking, but when he comes off the bench, he doesn't play with that same downhill edge. He's yep. not playing as aggressively. For whatever reason, he seems to have lost a little bit of his mojo. Yep. 19 of 58 from the floor Oof. over the last five games. Oof. So, And that's just a shade below yeah. 33%, which is not good. Uh, it's Willard and Dibs presented by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Our buddy John Bloom is moments away. Voice of the Suns. Um, the uh, Detroit Pistons. The rolling mark. I'm looking at it right now. They are up 41 to 22 early second quarter. This could be the night we've all been waiting for. And you know why they're up by 19, right? I got two words for you. It's not James Wise. Yeah, I was going to say. He's got two points. If it weren't for James, they'd be up 39 to 22. He's one for two. He James, got into early foul trouble. James. <laughs> James got a bucket. He does. He's got he a sure bucket. does. It's a he's nice a little bucket. bucket. He's also he's got a bucket seat right over there in the corner of the arena, and he's sitting in it right now as the Pistons roll the Pacers. All right, we got time for your calls. Always eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Your brand new two to six show is maybe not that brand new to you. It's Willard and Dibs, and we're so glad you're with us. Thank you so much. Coming up next, the voice of the Suns, our buddy. Bear guy, John Bloom, will join us. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, that's right. It's Willard and Dibs now, 2-6 to six here on 95.7 The Game. And uh, somebody said earlier, boy, you don't have anything to talk about on the first day. Sarcastically, it's true. The Suns are in town. Big. Let's rock and roll on that. The uh, legal tampering. It's one of my favorite phrases in sports, by the way. It's one of the stupidest phrases in sports. I know, but it's fun. Legal tampering. Doesn't that sound like... If it's legal, like... then it's not tampering. That's correct. These are the things that make me angry. Well, I mean, like, do you get upset when people say, what, are you trying to have your cake and eat it too? That's what the just hell an expression. Is that? What does it mean to have cake? I already told you exactly what it means. Like, the only thing anybody ever does with cake other than eat it is smash it into your spouse's face at a wedding. You put the top layer in your freezer, and uh, that's what I've got going on right now, because I just got that's married stupid. in November, that's Mark. That's stupid. That's stupid. And then you that's don't stupid. get any when yeah. I have my anniversary cake in uh, about eight months. Yeah, well... Um, it's delicious, by the way. Uh, that's gross. Uh, let's uh, let's go live to someone who I watched 
uh, put uh, the cake into now his lovely wife's uh, Jill's face uh, many, many years he ago. Didn't smash it, did he? I, you know what, John Bloom, Voice of the Sons. I don't remember. What did you do with the cake at the wedding? What'd you do, dude? Dude, that was almost 23 years ago. You I know. That Jesus noise? This is, oh, my this is, gosh. You're Are you kidding me? It's been that long. long. <laughs> By the way, my first word was cake, so we're, we're cutting to the core right about, now. Will about. knows. I love me some cake. Yeah. I don't love wedding cake, per se. It's not the best kind of cake, but if we want to break down, you know, the positives and negatives, the pros, which are far outweighing the cons yeah. in respects to the category of cake, I am down for it. Well, listen. It's what, interesting what? you say that about wedding cake, because I had a small wedding, my, my second one. Wedding. Yeah, and so we, we had it. Well, actually, both weddings I had boutique was, actual cakes, not like some sheet cake, yeah. which tastes right. a lot like sheet. I should talk, quite yeah. frankly. Well, wait a minute. No, yeah. thank you, John. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll be well, here till six. Well, both of you ought to get whacked upside <laughs> the head because wait a second. Don't say you don't like wedding cake. You get to make the wedding cake whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, unless, of course, someone else is making Thank the decisions, yeah. John. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> That's more accurate. By the way, you're listening to a man who uh, proposed uh, on the uh, 17th tee box at Lincoln Park. That's Thank you for bringing Mark me back there. That's one of the things that keeps me going. And what a chamber of commerce day we had today in uh, downtown san francisco by the way thank you very much yeah. to the powers that be we were all wearing our raincoats we were expecting yeah. the worst i've got my daughters and my wife in town and uh, we had a fabulous day here in your city and my uh well it was one time my city i guess too yeah, yeah you yeah. got lucky because uh we've had the bomb cyclone or the atmosphere oh i'm not sure which one we've been dealing with no, it was fir first postcard day since uh, 2021 we just exactly. found out yeah so <laughs> there we are. Uh, you're here for it. Nice job, John. Uh, but uh, Kevin Durant is not. Um, what is it that he's got against Warrior fans? What's the deal, for real? You know, I haven't had a chance to ask him, but it does seem like it's a little more than just a winky dink at this point, isn't it? I mean, uh, I couldn't believe that. when you. I think you told me that, but I, I then read more about just the fact that he has only played here once uh, since winning uh, the Larry the last time. And uh, it was when there were no fans. He has yet to play for Suns fans as well. you got to remember that. His three games with the Suns were all on our last road trip. So they're clamoring and chomping at the bit. So these are like the two fan bases that want to see KD the most. It's clearly the case. And what do you make of the Suns before you had KD? It was a little bit of an up-and-down year compared to last year in the regular season. All the hope skyrockets when you get KD. He slips in warm-ups. Now he's out. What's the state of the Suns as we get down to the nitty and the gritty here in the regular season? It's a little funky right now, Dibs, because, uh, yeah, there's been such highs uh, with the anticipation of KD coming back from the injury, which, remember, he was dealing with when they made the trade. So it took three weeks before he made his son's debut after the trade deadline. And there was a lot of anticipation through that stretch of just, you know, when is he going to make that debut? And, and the home games were, you know, crazy as far as a battle to get tickets, uh, even when fans didn't know whether or not he would play. And, uh, ironically, both games against Oklahoma City, he was expected to play. The first one, uh, he was a scratch before game day, and then this last one was during warm-ups, and it was just such a freak incident. It almost seemed as if it was a prank or something made up. You, you just you don't see that happen with a guy just taking an uncontested layup, not in the layup line or with a bunch of traffic, just by himself in his pregame warm-up. 
So uh, that happened, and now everybody's adjusting to life without KD again. And by everybody, I mean Suns fans, the players, the coaches, everybody involved, the broadcasters for that matter. And uh, it's going to be interesting because this is a team that has had some success, uh, you know, when Kevin Durant hasn't been involved. They were 3-0 and when Kevin Durant played with them, and it was seemed like it was just seamless with how he fit with this group. And now you're just tantalized by that and uh, hoping he gets back sooner rather than later. They said three weeks before they reevaluate him. You guys know the drill with that, so yeah. you just don't know uh, when when he's going to be back. This is John Bloom on with Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. John, a Bay Area guy, but now the voice of the Phoenix Suns and in town for this one tonight. John, you know the deal. The Suns gave away a lot of their good role players to get Kevin Durant. Now they don't have Kevin Durant. So what is this Suns team as compared to the one that's beaten the Warriors up pretty good earlier this year? Yeah, I mean, that was a similar situation. Uh, you might recall now the Suns are 3-0 and against the Dubs this year. This is a, a very rare occurrence against the Golden State Warriors in general in the NBA. Uh, and uh, the last win here on January 10th came without really any of their starters. Uh, and they got a huge game from Damian Lee against his former squad, you guys might recall. Uh, and that's what it's going to boil down to with now no Mikel Bridges and Camp Johnson. Those are the two big names that they sent to Brooklyn who have been playing their butts off since becoming Nets. Uh, and they had a few-week head start on Kevin Durant, as we talked about, before he even made his debut. That made it also difficult for Suns fans to kind of embrace the whole trade because it was a very uh, bittersweet situation to send two guys that you saw since they were drafted uh, grow into really good NBA players and now potentially even better with a new opportunity. So it's going to take some of the other guys. And by those guys, I mean Josh Kogi, who has stepped into a bigger role than anticipated. They got him in the offseason from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Initially thought he was just going to be a defensive stopper, but he has started to knock down shots and be aggressive, taking it to the basket. So that's been exciting to see that progression for the Suns, and he worked his way into the starting five. A lot of people were wondering who's going to be the fifth starter when Kevin Durant came, and, it, and Josh Okogie seemed to win that battle. Torrey Craig was another guy that was considered for that. A guy that I think is huge for tonight and in general with the matchup with the Warriors is campaign. That's Chris Paul's backup. He was out for a while uh, but he has had some big games in the matchups with the Dubs so I think he's excited to, to get another crack tonight and Chris Paul's been fantastic lately but he's been playing a ton of minutes so we'll see uh, you know whether or not Payne can take off uh, a little bit of the burden off his shoulders. Uh, John, Mark ripped off your great nugget earlier and I want to give you full credit and give you a chance to really put it into proper perspective. He mentioned that the Warriors have never been swept in a season series when Steph, Clay, and Draymond play in all the games. Is that is that accurate, John? Are you making stuff up? No, that is accurate. We had our crack statistician on the Suns TV side come up with that and share it with us because we we knew this, what that was at stake tonight with the Suns uh, having an opportunity to go 4-0. and And Steph, Clay, and Dre all played in the previous three games. Uh, and they have never been swept in a season series when they all participate. So this goes back, you know, now a decade of basketball. It's a pretty amazing feat that they pulled off to this point. We'll see if they can do it tonight. I know both teams are probably jacked up to get a win, and for, for obvious reasons, as we're getting down towards uh, crunch time at the end of the season here. John Bloom, Phoenix Suns, with us uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. Earlier this year, things were chippy. Uh, with, with these two teams. Uh, in what way do you expect that to bleed into tonight? 
Uh, that's a good question. I don't know that it will uh, carry over unless, uh, you know, the, the talk starts ramping up a little bit. And look, Devin Booker can absolutely hang with any trash talkers in the NBA, and he has gotten under a bunch of people's skin, and the latest being Clay Thompson in that matchup you referred to. I don't know that I've seen Clay react that way. He got tossed uh, from that game in Phoenix earlier this season, and I was very surprised. I think I wasn't alone. A lot of people were surprised that, uh, you know, that's where he went with it uh and you know afterwards there was a lot of uh you know talk from both sides that was full of respect so it wasn't one of those deals where you felt like okay there's a whole bunch of bad blood here like you maybe feel with the grizzlies you can elaborate on that more than i do but from afar it seems like there's a little bit more of that with those guys the Suns fresh off a beat down at the or a beam down, I should say, at the hands of the beam lighters in Sacramento. <laughs> what word would you use to describe Sacramento's run so far this year? Ooh, um, you know what? For me, I am uh, happy for them. It's, it, that's not a word. <laughs> um, am, am I going to say adorable like your partner? No, I'm not going to go there. Thank you. Oh, Thank come you. On. I, I, it is. I'm not going to say it's not, but I'm just, that's your word for that. Okay? Yeah. That is your word. Thank I'm you, not could, feeling. Couldn't you imagine the Kings like in a stroller and, you, <laughs> and you're walking down the Embarcadero and they're brand new and they got like a little purple onesie on and, and right, like a little light bright coming out of the stroller and have somebody walk over and go, oh my gosh, it's so adorable. Couldn't you envision that's that? like a true Warriors fan and that's fine because you are, but as somebody who has been a broadcaster for a team who just finished a decade of fertility before this latest run uh, of success getting to the playoffs, still not the ultimate success that you guys have witnessed, and I know that that's something that will be uh, held over all Suns fans by Warriors Nation forever. But here's the thing. The Kings, to end this streak, is a massive deal. Regardless of what happens in the postseason, you're a Kings fan, all you've wanted is to get to the playoffs. you got kids our kids' age, Will, they never seen him get there that's a big deal for me i've witnessed it i saw my kids experience it and how big of a deal that was in the valley so i am proud of what's going on up in uh, where both my parents actually grew up and went to high school and uh yeah we got ties to sacramento thank you, you know. john you got a lot of class john bloom i hope some of that rubs off on your uh, former san mateo bearcat here uh, i think that ship sailed dan yeah, i yeah. think that day's a little, it's a little late on that one man yeah, that hasn't rubbed wrong. off by now yeah. yeah, that's oh hurtful. <laughs> John, just one more before we let you go. Uh, Jordan Poole, what do you make of his on-again, off-again, up-and-down, roller-coaster trajectory of a season? You know what? I think he is in a tricky spot. Uh, I, I always kind of felt that because in some cases, Warriors fans, maybe even the coaches, uh, the Blues teammates, kind of identified him as next you know, and I don't know that that's fair. Like, I, I like whether it's next Splash Brother, whether it's you know the next star for this basketball team moving forward. Uh, it all kind of happened pretty fast for him, uh, and I think that there's a lot of. Uh, uh, mood swings, which are more confident swings with a young player like that when you give him the money and the, ex the expectations that come with it. Now, uh, is he not poised to do great things in this league? Uh, there's nothing that shows me that that's the case. I just think he's going to be streaky right now because a lot of times when you're in that position, and in this particular position with Steph Curry being out for stretches uh, and him having to maybe have a different role, and then Steph comes back, he's got to completely adjust that role. I think that 
is definitely what he's dealing with with respect to trying to keep the confidence at an all-time high. And when you shoot it the way he shoots it, when you're aggressive that way offensively, confidence to me is the absolute key. Uh, and so maybe he gets to a point where that is more consistent uh, when he has a more consistent role, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yeah, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1. San Francisco, always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app.